It was time to draw his public ministry in Galilee to a close. The Jewish leaders had come from Jerusalem and were causing problems. The multitudes were voicing expectations Jesus never intended to meet. And the disciples were making it very clear that they still had a lot to learn. In another year, Jesus would be handing his earthly ministry over to them, and they were far from ready. So Jesus decided to withdraw from his public ministry for a time and focus on the twelve. Together they withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. If they left Palestine, maybe they would have some anonymity. Maybe they would be able to spend time alone. But even there, Jesus found himself in demand. And before long, he was busy feeding the dogs. It began with a Canaanite woman begging for crumbs. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman came out from that region and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. And the disciples came to him and kept asking him, saying, Send her away, for she is shouting out after us. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, Yes, Lord. But even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, your faith is great. Be it done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. Tyre and Sidon were Phoenician seaport cities on the Mediterranean. Tyre was 30 miles north of Galilee and Sidon 20 miles further up the coast. And these were pagan cities noted for their commerce and for their wickedness. Jesus referred to the proverbial reputation back in Matthew 11 when he shocked the residents of Torazin and Bethsaida by stating it would be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for them because they had heard his message, witnessed his miracles, and still refused to repent. Tyre and Sidon, he said, would have repented in sackcloth and ashes if they had had the opportunities Torazin and Bethsaida had been given. But it doesn't appear that Jesus is primarily going there to give them that opportunity. Mark tells us that when Jesus got to Tyre, he went into a house and wanted no one to know he was there. He went there to get away from the conflicts and crowds in Galilee so he could spend time with the twelve. But it wasn't long until word spread that the miracle worker from Galilee was in town. 
and a Canaanite woman sought him out. Whether she came into the house or waited outside, we don't know. But as soon as he was within earshot, she began crying out, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. Now, she was a Canaanite, a descendant of the people Joshua had failed to destroy when the children of Israel occupied the land of Canaan. Her people had been enemies of Israel for nearly 1,500 years. But here she is calling out to a son of David for mercy. Apparently, she had heard of his power over evil spirits. And she had a daughter that was demon-possessed. She was desperate. So she cried out for help and continued to cry out even when Jesus appeared to be ignoring her. Finally, the disciples said, send her away. Now, some would suggest that they asked Jesus to do what she wanted and then send her away because he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And if that comment is addressed to the disciples, it makes sense. If they had asked him to respond to her need so they could be rid of her. But I, I don't think that makes the best sense. You know, that statement could have been addressed to the woman. She was crying out for mercy and Jesus was saying nothing. The disciples finally speak up and say, get rid of her. She's bothering us. Jesus turns to her and apologetically says, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Apparently, he's opening the door to dialogue. And she jumps right in. She falls at his feet and cries out, Lord, help me. Now, we have no way of knowing what she meant by Lord. It was a common title of respect. And it may be nothing more Here, but at least she knew who to ask for help. His response, however, shocks us. It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Now, as Mark has already noted, the Jews referred to Gentiles as Gentile dogs. And chances are that the disciples viewed her as a dog, and that may very well explain their request for Jesus to send her away. And that's why I hesitate to believe they asked for Jesus to help her. She had no value to them. She was a Gentile dog, a mangy, garbage-eating mongrel, and they just wanted to get rid of her. So he expressed their sentiment But he softened it just a bit. Rather than use the normal word for dog that Jews used when referring to Gentiles, he used the word for a small house dog. And she picked up on it. Rather than be offended, she countered, yes, Lord. But even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. She wasn't asking for the children's bread. She would settle for the crumbs. I believe that's the kind of response Jesus was looking for and perhaps even anticipating. 
He could no doubt sense her faith from the very beginning, and he just wanted to demonstrate it to the disciples. Now, many commentators suggest Jesus was trying to increase her faith by making it difficult for her to get what she wanted, but I think he was merely showing it for what it was. She knew Jesus could meet her need when she first came to see him. She didn't have to be convinced of that fact. She knew it. And she knew her daughter's need. So she persevered. She didn't let pagan peer pressure keep her from coming to Jesus. And she didn't let religious prejudice turn her away from him. She bowed before him and let her request be made known. She didn't make demands. She didn't even try to convince him that she deserved anything. She simply came before him begging for crumbs. And because of her great faith, faith similar to the Roman centurion who came asking for his servant to be healed, a fellow Gentile, by the way, and the only other person who Jesus said had great faith because of a faith that couldn't be dissuaded, She got what she wished for. Her daughter was healed at once. She came begging for crumbs, and those crumbs turned into a feast. And not only for her, but for thousands of dogs as well. Let's read on. And departing from there, Jesus went along by the Sea of Galilee, And having gone up to the mountain, he was sitting there. And a great multitude came to him, bringing with them those who were lame, crippled, blind, dumb, and many others. And they laid them down at his feet, and he healed them. So that the multitude marveled as they saw the dumb speaking, the crippled restored, and the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they glorified the God of Israel. And Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I feel compassion for the multitude because they have remained with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not wish to send them away hungry, lest they faint on the way. And the disciples said to him, where would we get so many loaves in a desolate place to satisfy such a great multitude? And Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven, and a few small fish. And he directed the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish, and giving thanks, he broke them, and started giving them to the disciples, and the disciples in turn to the multitudes. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up what was left over of the broken pieces, seven large baskets full. And those who ate were four thousand men besides women and children and sending away the multitudes he got into the boat and came to the region of Magadan. Mark tells us that when Jesus left Tyre he traveled north to Sidon and then went to the Sea of Galilee to the eastern shore within the region of of the Decapolis. Now, Decapolis was a region of ten cities 
were to the east of the Sea of Galilee, and it was primarily a Gentile territory, so Jesus was still avoiding Jewish populations. How long he was in Tyre and Sidon in the Decapolis, we're not told. Estimates range from several weeks to six months. But by the time he gets to the mountains on the eastern shore of the Sea of Galilee, multitudes have gathered. And a suggestion has been made that some of the multitude could be attributed to the evangelistic work of the gathering demoniac. You remember, he was from that area. And after Jesus had healed him, he wanted to go with Jesus. And Jesus said, no, stay here and tell others what I've done for you. Mark says he obeyed. And he proclaimed in Decapolis what great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. Apparently, the people who had urged Jesus to leave because he had cost them 2,000 head of swine now welcomed him. And they brought to him the lame, the crippled, the blind, the dumb, and many others. They laid them at his feet, and he healed them. The multitude marveled when they saw what Jesus could do. And they glorified the God of Israel. Obviously, they were Gentiles. Or they wouldn't have referred to God as the God of Israel. He wasn't the God that they had known, but the one they now glorify. Well, for three days, the multitude stayed with Jesus on the mountain. And by the third day, their provisions had run out. Jesus knew they were out of food and had compassion on them. He didn't want to send them away hungry. He knew they would need something to eat before heading home, so he expressed his concern to the disciples. And they responded by asking, where would we get so many loaves in such a desolate place to feed such a great multitude? Now, doesn't that seem a bit strange to you that they would say that? They had watched him feed 5,000 men plus women and children in similar circumstances only a few months earlier. Had they forgotten what he had done? I really doubt it. I've got a feeling they just didn't think he'd do the same thing for Gentile dogs. Sure, he'd... Heal them when they were laid at his feet. That's the sort of man that he was. But surely he wouldn't do for them everything that he had done for his own people. He had to draw the line somewhere, didn't he? After all, hadn't he told the Canaanite woman it wasn't right to give the children's bread to the dogs? Surely he wasn't going to feed them, was he? He simply asked, How many loaves do you have? They answered seven and a few small fish. He told the multitude to sit down. He was going to do it. He took the seven loaves and the fish. He gave thanks, started breaking them, and they multiplied as before. And the disciples started handing out food to everyone. All 4,000 men, plus women and children, 10, 12,000 total, they ate their fill. 
And when they finished, seven large baskets were filled with leftovers. Now, last time, you might remember, 12 baskets were filled. But the word used for basket on that occasion described the uh, lunchbox of the disciples, the small basket that the Jews carried their lunch in. The word he used here describes a large basket that Gentiles used to carry supplies. The same kind of basket that was used to lower Saul through a hole in the wall at Damascus. Making a point. Making a point. Jesus had fed the dogs. One had come begging for crumbs, and they were all getting a feast. What does that say to us? I think it tells us that no one should hesitate coming to Jesus with their needs. Even if you think you're outsider, even if you think you're unworthy to come into his presence, and who doesn't, come. Come. Come like the Canaanite woman. Come with faith in the person of Jesus. And don't let anyone or anything keep you from bowing at his feet. And come not demanding what you think you deserve, but come with a willingness to accept whatever he gives you. Because even crumbs from his table will prove to be a feast that will more than satisfy your need. We simply have to come, just as we are, to the King of kings and the Lord of lords, to a compassionate Savior, and say, Lord, help me. And he will. Come.